Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 6 of Are You Bored Yet? A podcast about a lot of things, but essentially about pop culture and media. This is your host, Ame, and today we have with us our not-so-special guest, Akshansh. Oh, wow, I've been reduced to a guest now on my own podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. Is this how it's going to be? <laughs> this is how it's going to be. Oh, man, okay, okay, I see, I see. I hope the topic we are discussing today makes up for this betrayal. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the CBC and uh, pop TV phenomenon, which hopefully everyone's heard of, called Shit's Creek. Okay, all right. Consider the this animosity, you know, done for. I, I like Shit's Creek a lot. Mm-hmm. So I can be a guest on my podcast for a day. It's fine. All right, let's let's start with maybe um, a brief summary of what Shit's Creek is about. So yeah, uh so basically the show is about this rich family. Uh the parents played by uh Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara who in their own right are legends of uh comedy in like the 80s and 90s. especially with films like uh, Best in Show and uh, I believe Catherine O'Hara was the mother in Home Alone. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she she was. Yeah. So they've they've, they've been around the block a few times. Mm-hmm. And uh the kids played by uh Eugene Levy's real life son Daniel Levy who plays David and Alexis played by Annie Murphy. um so it basically chronicles the transformation in fortunes of a family who lose a rich family basically who lose everything because their business manager embezzles all their money and the only belonging they actually have left is a small town in the middle of nowhere which they buy as a joke because <laughs> the name is kind of shitty yeah. no pun intended yeah and and you guessed it it's called shit's creek yay yay <laughs> uh we said the name yeah and then i think it then chronicles their life of adjustments so to speak mm-hmm. uh, in this new town and going from haves to have nots basically it, it, you don't initially like them a lot it's it's very uh they're very unlikable to begin with yeah Yeah, very unlikable. Like the first season you're just like, ah, oh, these people are just uh or th- these people are just almost removed from, you know, uh the normal the normalcy of daily life and they know nothing about people living in uh, people who, you know, just live a daily 9 to 5, have a daily 9 to 5 job and then live in small towns and then they just stick out almost like a sore thumb. Yeah, uh Yeah, especially given how they all dress. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're always always impeccably dressed. Yep. Uh the father Johnny Rose is always dressed in a suit no matter what he is up to. Mm-hmm. Um David is uh always fashionably dressed in colorful prints and long sweaters and frankly sometimes bizarre clothing which <laughs> I don't understand. I don't claim to understand fashion. Yeah, yeah. Although it has inspired quite a bit of um frenzy in the fashion world like like the entire style mm-hmm. of uh of uh, shit's creek and then the way the characters dress up which is sort of loud especially moira's uh uh character right 
Um, yeah. It's uh, and Moira again played by Catherine O'Hara. She 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 wears these very very peculiar, extremely flamboyant and yeah. Yeah. loud dresses and she has a collection of wigs which she is extremely <laughs> fond of i would i would go so far as to, so far as to say those are her most prized belongings yeah even even above her her her, her son her daughter and probably her husband yeah uh speaking a little bit to the fashion of the show uh there is actually uh post show documentary sort of thing uh, yep. called best wishes warmest regards up on netflix and yeah. um it kind of uh, mentions the thing about how fashion played a big role in making the show what it is and especially given the show's success in the later years how they were able mm-hmm. to spend it to sort of go for a very specific aesthetic for uh, the main characters Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that documentary feeling very emotional <laughs> during some parts of 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 that documentary mm-hmm. and and then there was also this uh, really fun part in the middle where where I mean the entire documentary is fun it's just that it's you know it's filled with heavy emotions but there's this very very fun party uh part in the middle of the documentary where they talk about the night of a thousand myras if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh somewhere in New York City where uh, there's this club where uh for for the LGBTQ plus community to gather and they all dress up as different character or rather different um versions of Moira's character on Shit's Creek and and where and try to um sort of replicate whatever she was wearing on the show and it's mm-hmm. like the most <laughs> wholesome thing uh, well one of the most wholesome things you you will find on that documentary it's it's amazing yeah the the documentary was it was pretty nice uh, yeah especially when you watch it right after finishing the show like i did i i finished the last episode and i just dived right into the short documentary and uh, it 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 leaves you feeling very heavy hearted because the show's over now and uh, it's honestly yeah. uh, a very interesting trajectory for a show in terms of uh, how they gained popularity and how it mm-hmm. uh, sort of got propelled into the mainstream uh, consciousness Yeah it was almost like word of mouth and and I know we are switching back and forth between the documentary and the show but I think it, this is a good way to talk about it because the documentary focuses on a lot of points that actually made the show what the the big phenomena that is that it is right mm-hmm. um one part of it was of course the fact that uh, there was word of mouth marketing and people were like oh have you watched its creek it's great like it's this under the radar thing and then that just quickly spread and then by season I would say even by season uh, late season 2 or season 3 it had just caught on everywhere. Season 3ish. Yeah, yeah, it had caught on everywhere. So, uh I read this article on Vulture the other day about how uh Shit's Creek sort of rose to popularity as it did and uh it mentions how the show was passed on by a lot of a lot of networks basically mm-hmm. because it was being pitched as this unusual show uh Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara had some pull in the industry but uh yeah. Dan Levy's only other uh work before this was uh, working on MTV Canada's uh after show for The Hills and yeah they they didn't really know how he would uh, perform in front of like a sitcom sort of setup and 
after after they did the pilot and uh, Catherine O'Hara was in it for like 14 minutes and they got picked up they were just very surprised and they asked her to come back and and she agreed and it was it was just a nice moment uh, that they were they were going to shoot this small intimate uh, family sort of show that's just a little bit off kilter just a little bit weird mm-hmm. for uh, mainstream audiences to get into right off the bat but yeah it it we're all grateful that happened yep su- super grateful um and then it's 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 also uh, you know important to note that the show the way the show handles lgbtq plus relations is is something you will not have seen till date um maybe maybe a hint of it in modern family but even modern mm-hmm. family tends to uh create caricatures out of Mitch and Cameron's characters every now and then or used mm-hmm. to you know create caricatures out of them uh, i should say since it's over now um but shit's creek deals with these relationships as they are uh, like they are normal right they don't make a big deal out of them they don't sort of uh... yeah Yeah. play them up to be the main plot point of any episode they they exist in yeah. the real world as as they do and uh, it it sort of imagines a better world for us uh, the universe in shit's creek where people treat uh, yeah. different people like lgbtq community people as uh, yeah. without any sort of prejudice and which which brings us to something i wanted to talk about actually and uh, this is actually my favorite uh, moment in the show um i think at one point uh, in the early seasons uh david and stevie uh, are uh, discussing their quote wine preferences oh so you're talking about the wine analogy yeah yes, the wine good, analogy yeah. which was i think it was a fantastic way to go about talking about yeah. uh, i think uh, do you want to explain that a bit further Yeah so it's this conversation that they're having in this if i'm not mistaken in a local department store mm-hmm. and uh, they are shopping for wine but then Stevie and um, uh, and David's yeah Steven's David's uh, relation is sort of heating up almost and uh, they want to know what their preferences are uh, or, or what their you know sexual orientation is without being too aggressive about it and asking it you know in a very gauche way mm-hmm. Evie actually says uh uh I I like red wine. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I actually thought you like red wine as well. And to which David responds with I do like red wine, but I also like white wine and I yeah. also like rosés and a couple of summers ago I also tried this merlot <laughs> which was very mixed and different and it it just sort of explains to I don't know I consider myself not super educated in terms of these things mm-hmm. but it puts it in very simple terms that uh sexual orientation and uh, gender may not may not be as uh, straightforward as we thought that these things do exist on a spectrum and uh it's it's not uh, black and white yeah yeah it speaks to its fluidity very very simply it's easy to grasp easy to understand you you end up learning more about the characters it's one of the best written conversations uh, in the show and the show has many <laughs> um there is also a part that since we are discussing episodes right that that we liked uh, mm-hmm. uh, later on in, in in the series i think in some somewhere in ep- uh in season 5 towards the end there's this episode with uh uh david's uh 
and this is going to be a spoiler, so I'm assuming, again, you'll watch Shit's Creek at this point. Uh, if you haven't, please do. I mean, what are you even doing? Please watch Shit's Creek. Uh, but yeah, in, in season five, there's this uh, scene with David and his boyfriend, Patrick. And then there's this scene where um, actually it's Patrick's birthday and David wanted to surprise Patrick. So he invites his um, parents over. The parents don't know that uh, Patrick is uh, gay. And there's this whole ensuing conversation about, um, you know, how he's going to come out to his parents. And then somehow David's dad sort of lets it slip that they are in a relationship and both of them are shocked. And then you learn later on in the episode that they're shocked not because, you know, that the son is gay. They're shocked only because their son didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to them about it. And it is like the entire episode is so... It's filled with such beautiful moments and then it's so well handled um, and everyone is so supportive. And then it's, it speaks to almost like the fantasy element of the show that you, would, you wouldn't really imagine a very small town somewhere in the middle of, I guess, America or Canada to have such delicate sensibilities and to be so inclusive. But they, the show makes you feel like that this is possible. This is, this is a goal that can be reached, that people can be inclusive and then we don't have to keep bickering over... Um, small things in life that you know that are personal and that no one should even care about right Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's it's one of for me that episode is going to stay with me for a very long time I I don't think uh, any other sitcom has handled uh, quote-unquote coming out of the closet so to speak episode that well yeah I agree with that and uh, which which uh also brings me to my next point which is how the lgbtq community has uh, sort of embraced the show with with a lot of love and support and uh, it's it's helped uh, parents with uh, lgbtq children come to terms with it and have these difficult conversation in in more compassionate and simpler terms and i think that's that's a great thing to be a part of for any show and then they talk about it in that documentary, right? Best wishes, warmest regards, where they're reading this, where Patrick uh, reads this letter out to David. I mean, I'm, I'm like not the characters, the the actors. actors. Read the, yeah, read out. Uh, so so he's reading out this letter uh, to Dan uh, uh, Levi, and then he's saying, okay, this is a letter from a group of moms on, on some Facebook group, uh, uh, moms of uh, LGBTQ plus children. And, and uh, it's like... Uh, almost like a thank you note written specifically for Dan. Um, and everyone is just bawling at that point. Everyone is just crying. And then when I was watching that, I was almost on the verge of tears myself. Like it's such an influential show in that, in that regard. Uh, it, it just, it is, it makes you feel warm and it makes you feel that things can be normal and things can be nice. And it's, it's possible. It's within reach. You just have to, you know, not, just go about your life and be nice to your neighbors and then you know be inclusive and everything is everything's going to be good it's possible yeah yeah and it was a great watch during the pandemic because i watched it last year um when and especially i think uh, during the middle of the pandemic when things were looking really bleak i don't know what you can call the middle especially since we're not near the end yet I mean, I guess maybe the first wave, like the first big wave that hit us in, in mm-hmm. North America. So I was watching it during that period and, and it helped me take my mind off things. And then it was it was a nice soothing balm to the entire year. And then I've kept watching it since. I mean, 
even if I'm like working or if I'm doing anything, Shit's Creek is always in the background. It's just playing. It's like it's it's become something of a Parks and Rec situation for me. It's it's just a very very comfortable watch, I think, and yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have taken to it in a similar way during the pandemic. It is, I would mm-hmm. say, it's essential pandemic viewing. Oh and, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Speaking a little bit to the show's critical reception, of course, mm-hmm. fans loves the fans love the show, and it has been embraced by pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the show has been slowly and uh, very, very significantly picking up steam, even in terms of uh, its critical reception in uh, getting awards. Yeah. Uh, recently at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, they they got a bunch of awards, and uh, that was nice to see. Yeah, and uh, I think Catherine O'Hara, who is uh, as as I may said a legend at the beginning of the episode, uh, she she won I, I believe all the five major uh, television network awards in in one year. She recently won the essay the Screen Actors Guild Award, and then mm-hmm. the the ensemble won the Screen Actors Guild Award for the best ensemble, I believe. Um, and and Catherine O'Hara herself has also won an Emmy, Golden Globe, uh, Critics Choice Award, and it's it's been a rush of awards for 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 Schitt's Creek in the past couple in the past one or two years, I think. Mm-hmm. And not the episode to maybe say this, but hey, I'm happy for Jason Sudeikis, one best actor, SAG. Yay. Yay. Man, I can't wait for the next season of Ted Lasso also. So many things to look forward to. Yeah, and uh, I, I believe it's coming soon. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Um, and then but on, on a side note, by the way, Ahmed, do you have $1.6 million lying around? Canadian dollars, of course. No, I wish I did. <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't, and if you can somehow manage to, you know, get all that money, the Rosebud Motel, which is the motel that the uh, uh, Johnny and and uh, Stevie uh, own jointly on that show, which is in real life based in Orangeville, Ontario, which is not all that far from me. Yep, yep, exactly. It's called the Hockley, and it's uh, selling for one point six million. If you're interested, so yeah. one point six million Canadian, if that if that makes it sound any better. <laughs> David, Dad's poor right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting uh, how much of an impact all the characters have had on us. Uh, speaking of the characters a little bit more, um, uh, I I also love Alexis' character, uh, who is played by Annie Murphy. Uh, she is amazing in her role. Uh, she's this sort of high highbrow, uh, you know, socialite type. And, and and I feel like her progression out of the lot is the most stark, right? I agree. I, I, I wanted to talk about this earlier as well. How I think she goes from uh, probably the least likable member of the family. And that's, yeah. that's, that's truly saying a lot. Especially, <laughs> you'll know what I mean if you've watched the show. And... Uh, she she experiences a lot of personal growth through the show. She she meets Ted initially yeah. in the first season, and they get into a relationship. And Ted is just extremely sweet, and it it just feels mm-hmm. like a bad match right from the beginning because they're just they they feel extremely incompatible. She mm-hmm. has a lot of growth still left to do, uh, and a lot of work to do on herself. And he is just too accommodating almost at times, and the they get yeah. engaged twice and they never get married and then they get back together again when both of them have had some time to grow 
uh, in between mm. Alexis even works as a receptionist at Ted's uh, wet clinic yeah. and uh, they both sort of have very a very interesting relationship even though they don't end up together and it's it's nice because uh, it's it's real and without getting too much into the weeds of it uh they do not uh, end up together and it is more because of circumstance rather than uh not being able to love each other and i feel like that's that's a very real thing a lot of us experience and um the show handles it very very deftly much like it handles all of its relationships it's more like life getting in the way yeah um, yeah and it it happens right like it's happened to a lot of people we know it it might even have happened to us and it's it's handled very well you're right yeah it's uh, it's not something you <laughs> you want to see but if it is if something has to end and then if 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 the creators of the show handled it that uh, delicately that's that's you know that's always nice let's talk about let's talk a little bit about uh alexis's song for her short lived show let's please yeah of course uh, have you heard the uh, extended song uh, on on spotify or anywhere else i have not nandita was telling me about it just before we started recording this yeah you you should it's uh, it's quite the bop uh, it's the song has some uh, history in the show itself where uh, uh, moira and uh, who is uh, the mayor's wife jocelyn jocelyn yes thank you moira and jocelyn are casting for a play and uh <laughs> alexis ends up auditioning for it so during her audition she starts playing a piece of music which was from a tv show that she was a part of very short lived tv show <laughs> yeah and uh, it's 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 quite flashy <laughs> it's it's uh, it, and it's 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 interesting it's it's the lyrics are quite uh, interesting um, I, I, we would include links to it in the episode you you need to check that out I'm going to read some of the lyrics out just for uh, just okay, for sure. uh, shits and giggles. Nice, well, well, well done, well done. Yeah. I'm proud of that pun. <laughs> so uh, the song, I'm going to do a very dramatic reading of it. If, if if you're up for that, sure, yeah, let's let's do it. It's it's a it's a Saturday. You're not wearing any pants while recording. Uh, of course, I'm not wearing any pants. This is what is this North Korea? Oh my God, ew, David. All right, all right, all right. The song. The lyrics to the song go something like this. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm a Lamborghini. I'm a Hollywood star. I'm a little bit tipsy when I drive my car. I'm expensive sushi. I'm a cute huge yacht. I'm a little bit single even when I'm not. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit up. La 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 la. A little bit, Alexis, and that goes on for forever. A few more verses. Forever. Yeah, it feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> but but firstly, this is an amazing dramatic reading of something that is so different in tune. I try to I try to keep as much of the spirit of the song out of my reading as I could. <laughs> you did, you did, yeah, and then and the song itself. while it sounds dumb it is extremely catchy like 
you will keep humming it to yourself for days on end. I I I did that, and I, when I watched it, I was like, "What is this stupidity?" And even I kept humming it, you know, for months actually. I guess I guess that's that's the sign of a good pop song. It is. We need to give Alexis uh, some credit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe you should talk a little bit more about Stevie as well, because I feel like her, the female characters in the show, especially like the young female characters, like Stevie. Um, uh Alexis Twyla Twyla who is uh, actually uh Eugene Le- uh, Levy's daughter um and uh, th- they all have amazing growth like Alexis goes on to do her own thing in terms of becoming a marketing or a publicist mm-hmm. she helps Boyra revive her career and yeah. the crows movie <laughs> yes the crows movie <laughs> yeah Which, and, along and, with her uh PR stunt gone awry, but just, I don't know, she sort of uh, makes the best out of that situation as well. Yeah. Um, and then there is Stevie, who is very apathetic towards the motel that she uh, so almost ends up... almost nihilistic about everything. Very goth. Very, very goth. And, and she's all, she she's very apathetic towards the motel, um, you know, to begin with. And then, and, and then she later ends up owning it herself. But then with the help of Johnny, she also sort of, you know, grows and then learns from the wealth of experience that he brings, you know, heading heading a company. And then they are able to expand their business quite a bit by the end of the show. And and then she she becomes sort of this, uh, for the lack of a better term, an, an industrialist. <laughs> um, hashtag and, girl boss. Hashtag girl boss, yeah. And, 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 and then there is Twyla, who who also, you know, understands that that she should be a little more uh, impromptu and a little more spontaneous about things from from Alexis. And, and the friendship between Alexis and Twyla is one of the most endearing and, and like powerful friendships you'll see on that show. It's very in- unexpected, especially given how it begins with uh, Alexis sort of... Uh stealing Twyla's boyfriend yeah. who I'm glad doesn't yeah. show up a lot in the later seasons because I personally didn't like his character as much Mutt yeah he was more of a what I call a sidey um, didn't really do yeah. much yeah mm-hmm. um, and he's I, just he's just he's pretty much just eye candy he is that that we can all agree on I guess <laughs> and what is that name Mutt shit <laughs> I, I, it's just it, it, it takes it takes some getting used to. It does. I, I mean, the parents must have hated him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the the, the the guy himself isn't as bad <laughs> as his name, but he's not. I mean, he's just a side character. It's he's mm-hmm. there, and then you get used to it. Um, but yeah, Twyla learns to be more spontaneous from from Alexis, and Alexis learns to be more patient and and more uh, you know rooted in certain situations from Twyla and it's a it's a nice exchange you'd, you'd like to see that sort of empowering friendships uh, amongst not just like female friends like any friends right like people helping mm-hmm. each other grow all the time yeah realize uh, what they can learn from someone yeah yeah and it's it's a very it's it's a very sweet um, aspect of the show um, and I think from the characters we haven't covered, uh, most of it is going to be about the mayor of the town who is called, uh, who has the last name Shit. Roland Shit. Yeah. And he is, uh, he's, uh, he's sort of like a comedic relief when the situation, when the stakes are too high and he'll just say something stupid to cut the tension. And he does that very well. 
and 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 I think that's pretty much his job on that show. And I think it's an important job because yeah, even for like a sitcom, it, it can get heavy at times. Yeah. Um. And yeah, please watch the companion piece. It's it's amazing. It it tells you a lot more about the history of the show, the cast of characters, how they were picked from these pool of candidates, and uh, tells you why they actually took the decision mm-hmm. of ending it. Uh, where they ended it right and uh, and if not for anything watch it for that's that sequence where um pa- uh, patrick who, who who what's the name of the car- uh, actor who plays patrick noah reed yes watch it for thank you and watch it for the scene uh, where noah uh, reads this letter out to dan uh, uh, from this uh, uh, lgbtq plus uh, mom's group on i think they're called uh, mama bears mama bears yes <laughs> and that itself is is so rewarding uh, such a such a rewarding experience and yeah just go ahead and give it to view i th- i think this is like a, this is like multiple thumbs up from both of us if we could yeah. just keep thumbs up like all the time we would thumbs up shit's creek any day of the week any time last uh, any any last words mm, thank you want to say something that david said on the show but there's so much to choose from <laughs> Yeah no you go <laughs> I'm just going to end with best wishes warmest regards <laughs>